Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park It is June 8th, 2020, Monday Night Raw. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, a mixed bag, as it were, tonight on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, good opening to the show. Good match closing the show. Uh, we got to see a decathlon in the middle there. Uh, there were some uh, moments and some forgettable moments. But Matt, what did you think of the, of the show tonight? I think enough fans have written me about this Sasha Banks blueprint business again that I need to rethink this. <laughs> um, um, no, um, I, I think you're being very nice, very nice about Monday Night Raw. I felt it felt like work. It really did feel like work watching tonight. Some you're right. Some parts were decent, but like I feel like our barometer, my barometer, is just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And I think a lot of it's not having fans in the arena, so I'm really giving them the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Good for you, because you just don't want to come on and start hating on the show like it seems like every podcast does. You know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I try not to... I try to find some good stuff that I li- you know, liked during the show, because it is long. It, it's, you know, and with this no crowds, it just... It, these raws are, it can be brutal. Oh, that's extreme close-up. I'm going lower resolution. <laughs> I'm, apparently, I'm, I'm choppy right now, so I'm going a little lower resolution, so hopefully it'll stream easier. Pizzy uh, calls $2 Super Chats, as it were. Big time, Rubenstein. Thank you. Uh, should have gone with that. That should have been my nickname in high school. Um, I, I thought Charlotte, Charlotte and Oscar will get to it. Uh, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. I apologize. Somebody just paid two dollars to to say your thing. <laughs> to say big time Ruben Stein. There you go. That's that's when you know you're over. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought Charlotte versus Oscar was good, but by that late in the show, I'm just waiting for the show to end. Uh, even though they worked very hard, they're you know two of the best women in wrestling, and uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's just a long show. <clears throat> But even the logic of that, I was thinking about this. So, Matt, let's say you're facing an opponent like Nia Jax, the most formidable competition you've had in a while at the pay-per-view on Sunday. The the go-home Raw before that, do you say, I want to face my other greatest opponent and have a 30-minute knockdown drag-out match before I face this monster this weekend at the pay-per-view? The logic in that seems a little flawed to me. Me too. I agree with you. 100% right. Yep. You know? I, I, that's what I couldn't get over. And, uh, I mean, the ending, the way they had Asuka lose where Nia interfered, it was interesting they didn't show it in the replay, but Charlotte pinning Asuka, Asuka, I mean, I think they can make something out of it. Asuka, like, kicked out on the three, and they didn't show it in the replay because it was really, like, a, a messy finish to it. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing, uh, like, the, the ending left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I think it got a little botched there at the end. I think they, they were... Uh, something was off, but um, you know this clearly builds to Oscar and Charlotte down the road. After you know that Charlotte has beaten her, uh, you know automatic <laughs> contender setup. So I mean, this was I mean I, I tweeted this ending. I knew I, I was pretty obvious how this match was going to end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, again for a go home, these go home shows are not what they used to be. Like they they used to be filled with. Uh, just crazy stuff happening and, and you know, the, uh, creating new matches for the show and, and ending with a really hot, hot segment. And uh, they, they just don't do I that do. anymore. And that's before COVID. 
I apologize. This was the go home show. Yeah. Yeah. For backlash. I watched tonight's show. I do not know that. What does that say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no like sense of urgency to get you to want to watch, you know, to be, to be fair, dude, I always watched a show after 20 minutes in. So I had to pr- fast forward through commercials. Mm-hmm. So maybe I missed it at the beginning of it coming back from break or before they go to break, maybe. But I didn't see anything, I'll be honest. No, I mean, they just kind of mentioned the matches, it in passing. They may have talked about it. Yeah, the matches yeah. they talked a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because my quality is supposedly terrible right now. I look uh, like more of a well. I think the people, man. I take some pride in what I do on this podcast. Did you see the uh, really? the NWO gif, Matt? Yes. <laughs> gotta we gotta put it off the screen. Yeah, show it on your screen, Raj, because on mine it's gonna look bad. Let me uh, go ahead and start running down the show, and I'll find it. Well, we were supposed to open with Oscar versus Charlotte Flair, but there were interruptions. Uh, specifically the Iconics and um, I like that. I like uh, that. Bailey and Sasha came out as well. I like it. I'll be on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, finish. I'm sorry. Well, it led to a three-way tag match with Asuka and Charlotte teaming up the same night they were going to go head-to-head in the main event. Monday Night Raw formulaic. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I swear to God, that is Monday Night Raw Pythagorean Theorem, folks. They're watching at home right now. It is, we're going to start off with a, well, Charlotte versus Oscar is a great match. But sometimes it's not even good matches. It's just a singles match between this superstar, this superstar, and then their posse comes out, but then their posse comes out. And before you know it, it's going to be a tag team match or a six-man or six-woman tag match before the night's over or right in there in the same segment. They do it every show. Every week, they have to change it. Although, I did like the interference. If there's going to be interference, I was happy to see the Iconics come out. I want them to get pushed. Yeah, I agree. that It's the same formula they've been doing just forever. And, and really, in this COVID area, they, they, it feels like, like you said, Matt, it feels like every show they're doing that, where it's either a singles match. They could, Yeah. Literally, or, every yeah. show. Hey, Glenn, how do I put this picture up? Uh, click share screen down there, and then you can select tab or uh, whatever you want to share. And while you do that, I'm going to get my other headphones so I can switch over to my phone to see if maybe we can get some better quality here. All right. Uh, um, so let me uh, – I'll be right back. I got it. All right, here we go. Uh, there we go. Why are you guys in the chat room giving Porter Glenn a hard time about his – right, let me turn my phone sideways so I can make this bigger. <laughs> so you got to make that bigger. Yeah, oh, I did see. not see this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I saw a different one. Oh, this one's hilarious. How do you make that bigger? I, can't, I don't think I can, can right now. Bigger. Yeah. Oh, I could. I put my thumb on it and just made it bigger. Ooh, <laughs> I like this. I really like it. Oh, I took that back. Why am I not in the middle? <laughs> You're the big guy. I'm Bischoff. Why am I not in the middle? <laughs> the chat room person who made that? I don't think... Uh, do we know? Uh, I'm forgetting the name. Glenn Glenn has it. Here we go. Oh, Asen uh, Watley. So, fan of the podcast. Thank you. That was that was really great. Thank you. Um, Phil Phil with the five dollars super chat saying, "How sad is it? That Ricochet and Bianca Bianca can't even get booked with a depleted roster. That's why I fear for Dream Riddle and everyone else." I hear you, um, Phil Phil. Good call. Yeah, I agree. Ricochet, he is a stud. I don't, I know you guys don't like his promos. I give him a pass for his promos because he's so damn good in the ring. Looks like a superstar. And definitely Bianca is the entire friggin' show. She's the whole show. Yeah. She has no uh, weakness. So. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Pizzi Claw is saying, here's some money, Matt. Can you please talk smack about the Viking Warriors? Their street profits, with, uh, their yeah, skits yeah. with the street profits are brutal. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get the, to that. All chat room money goes, obviously, to, you know, the wrestling podcast. But I will. I'll do it for free because it was it was horrendous. I know you want to stay on track, Raj. I apologize. But it was horrendous. It was god awful. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. No, I agree. Did I bury it enough? <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought that was sufficient. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, we went to Iconics versus Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Uh, 
This was good rubs, by the way. These were good rubs for uh, uh, the Iconics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they you know, they, I feel like they're looking better and better um, each week. Asuka and Charlotte Flair, obviously, they were, they're always great. Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Asuka and Charlotte getting the win after uh, they put the Asuka lock on Billy Kay while Flair was uh, up on top. After the match, they were celebrating, and Flair knocked Asuka down and uh, taunted her, saying that she's never defeated her. So, uh, still had the singles match coming up later that night. Glenn, you all good? Uh, we'll see. I just tried my phone, and the connection was not any better whatsoever. So, what's going on there in Canada? Where are you at in Canada? I, anything? I, I don't know, man. I got. Uh, I'm not doing anything else yeah. upstream. And it's not downstream. My speed test is coming through okay. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to have to power through and make the best of this. What do you mean upstream and downstream? So on your Internet, there's two signals with your Internet. There's your upstream, which is what you're sending out to the Internet, and your downstream is what you're pulling out down. So for your upstream, Matt, is your video coming to us? Your downstream is our video coming to you. Um, And those are two wildly different speeds sometimes because they operate differently within the cable. So most people get great downstream but have poor upstream. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, yes. Comcast actually throttled that for a reason because remember back in the days of ISPs when you'd have your dial-up modem? Yes. yes. So in our area, famously, someone had a Comcast cable modem and they were using that Comcast cable modem to run their own dial-up ISP and selling that internet access to other people. Uh, and so they started throttling bandwidth as a result because of that, because people were uh, taking advantage of it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, oh dial up. How I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. There's one I never thought I'd hear. Oh, dial up. <laughs> yes. Oh, actually, this is a good transition. Uh, hey, guys, remember the days of dial up? Remember when going on the internet and, uh, you know, uh, and looking at, let's just say, images? You'd wait, like, what was it? What was he wanting to see? Like, uh, uh, WWE uh, Diva was. Uh, posing in Playboy, you want to find that image on the internet. Rosh, how long would it take for that image to load sometimes? Uh, a minutes? lot of times it would stop like halfway through as well. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. And you sit there and you're like, I, this works for me. I can go with half. I can go with the top half. That's all I need to see. Uh, if, if you're old enough to remember the days of dial-up, those days when you were always ready to go and now you are an aged man like myself, Blue Chew will help you increase your performance get, Get that extra confidence in bed. Get back what you lost. It will be like having uh, your dial-up libido in a high-speed internet era. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. The science, the stuff that works, and you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Uh, you know, if, if you're saying to your partner, like, uh, this is just going to take a bit, this is like dial-up time, no, blue chew, bam, chew that thing. 10, 15 minutes later, you're good to go. So if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now, it's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, cheaper than a pharmacy, no more awkwardness, and you don't have to leave the house. Increase your uh, your drive, increase your performance, enhance your performance, enhance your love life. BlueChew.com, we've got a special deal for our listeners Go to BlueChew.com, get that first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code WINC to try it free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So be sure to use our promo code WINC at BlueChew.com. Real quick, uh, New Japan, they announced that they're back. Uh, the New Japan Cup 2020 is back with the New Japan World Special. The tournament kicks off next Tuesday night on New Japan World. So You're I'm so assuming good about that. they've been out of action since February. They have? Yeah, New Japan hasn't done a show yeah, since, since the end of February. So Why didn't they do empty arenas like everybody else? I think they just said they, they didn't want to. I'm not sure if this is going to be... I'll find out more. I'm not sure if this is an empty arena show or if they're going to have fans in the building. But oh yeah, it's going to have they're going to have fans back at Osaka Joe Hall July 11th and 12th. So uh, for Dominion, social anything about social distancing? Does it say? Uh, They said they're going to 
Ticket details will be announced soon, uh, but they've drawn up a set of detailed guidelines to ensure maximum staff, restaurant fan safety. Okay. And okay. so, yeah. I bet you they do then. Um, the reason, one quick thing, guys, before we move on, I want to see what the interest is by the ratings. Uh, yeah. Over in Japan, but, but more so in Japan, with the break they took. I think WWE needs to be very close attention to it. And if there is a spike, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. wrestling's been gone there for so long, I think it's a good model to follow potentially if it's successful. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we got a couple super chats, Rush. Yeah, so terrible Trey saying I find it harder and harder to stay awake for three hours every week. Yes, Trey. Yes. It is hard. Uh, for sure. Uh, Kevin Irving saying definitely check out Raw Talk. Uh, Titus O'Neil talks about the, the protest while Edge cut an amazing promo. And we'll get to Edge here in a few. But Edge is Edge is on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard that could be the greatest wrestling match of all time between Edge and Randy I Orton. I did hear that. Word on the street. This could have been the greatest podcast of all time, but uh, Glenn's video and audio <laughs> issues have prevented that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hitting Glenn where it hurts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I got like the fancy webcam that I upgraded. I got the fancy microphone, but I can't deal with this uh, this internet. It's just killing All me right. here. Well, how mind blowing would everybody in this chat room and you guys with me be? Like the next time we do a podcast, and like first of all, I'm back in my office. Two, <laughs> I have one of those screens behind me. Like a green screen. <laughs> you and should like get that. your microphone so they could put the gimmick thing in front of it, like like Raj has. Absolutely. You should get it. You could address. You could address the city. You could do like uh, your your campaign videos. You know, from uh, Matt Morgan HQ there. Yeah, the Matt Morgan uh, Performance Center. Yeah, I do need to step up my tech game for sure. I do. See. Make it all work. It, it, it gets away from you. Whenever we buy a new, like we got a Tesla recently, and and if I don't learn that weekend all the stuff with it, I, I'm never going to use it. So it has to be like that weekend with tech. You got it so hard, Raj. So, it must be so tough. What? <laughs> it's not like I got a Lamborghini. It's a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, that's so cheap. Um, so do do. Do you find yourself in your country club golf course, like in the parking lot, struggling with your tech savviness with your nice vehicle, or no? <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. Because it, sometimes when it's auto driving, it won't see some of the stoplights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It actually doesn't do that. It works really well. Uh, but at my country club, I was telling you guys off the air, I ran into Bobby Lashley the other day. So that was kind of neat. You, did you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's like I was Rod from Rosing Kids. Like, hey, what's up, man? So we talked. We talked a little bit. He was there with his. Uh, so he's a beginner at golf, and his girlfriend was there with him. Uh, I believe it's his girlfriend. I don't know if it's his wife, but um, yeah. Oh, geez. yeah that's cool. Good job, Raj. Good job there, Raj. Armando <laughs> <laughs> Gomez. Glenn can't afford <laughs> decent internet, but Raj has a new Tesla. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be Glenn's uh, profile photo on Twitter. Yeah. Someone's asking, uh, how could there not be a COVID spike? There are thousands of people marching in the streets of every major city with no social distancing. I do know. Go ahead, Matt. There'll be a spike for sure. Yeah, there's got to be. I, I do know here in Denver, we've been, we've had a you know ton of protests, but as far as COVID goes, we have, we have the least number of hospitalizations right now really? uh, than we have. Yeah. Then since uh, we peaked in hey, April. same. Yeah, definitely same here. But again, people are not, you know, in those cities where those where those protests are happening, I don't think they're also getting tested as much either. The testing numbers are down as well, to yeah. be fair. Right. Although in California, I mean, so the actual, the positive rate, it's like, what, 7 to 10 day or 7 to 14 day incubation. Like, California has been going back up. I'm nervous because we're seeing these reopenings. Even before the protests, the numbers were starting to go up in terms of positive cases. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. not leaving the house for the rest of the year. Still? You know, uh, You're still wait staying in? Wait till, when there's a vaccine, you know, then then we'll talk. But uh, Could be next me, year. Yeah, I just, it's just not worth risking can, it, man. Can I, can I ask you a question, Glenn? How, what was your normal day like? before this like, well you, I didn't, you didn't much or not really? yeah I, I would um normally when i wake up in the morning because I, so I work from home 
uh, I run my business from home. But normally I would like to wake up. Um, I like to go out to Starbucks, get a coffee, maybe run a couple errands, just sort of like get my head straight before I went back and really started the work day. That was pretty yeah. much my routine, you know? Same here. But it was very, yeah, similar, I very similar. And I really love my, I love my town that I live in. So I would go downtown a lot. I mean, I, I like running errands. I like going out, seeing people, interacting with people. Like I enjoy that, but now it's just changed. I mean, I see people I've been walking every day. And so now it's like, that's been yeah. kind of nice to run into neighbors, you know, keep our space. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just different. Um, but I really miss travel. I mean, think about guys. I mean, I missed a fair amount of podcasts over the last year with all the trips I was taking for work, for vacation, for things like that. Like, that's what I really miss. You know, it's just being able to go places. Mm-hmm. You're not losing your mind without other human to human interaction like normal. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like my wife and I, we've got five cats, so sometimes that's enough. You know. Uh, I am Vish, and let's get back to Raw here in a second. Uh, I am Vish saying, a big Vish from India, watching your episodes last four years in my car, in my sleep, in my office. You guys are the best, and just realized I can contribute to Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, I am Vish. Thank you, I am. Yeah. It's incredible. Still, man, amazing, amazing messages that we just get from all of the, this community. I don't even want to say fans because I consider everyone in this community yeah. like friends. You're like yeah. peers. Uh, yeah. It's just so, so great to Thank hear you. from you all continuously. Um, so let's see. What else do we got? Do we miss? Uh... So we just did the tag match. Okay, cool, cool. Um, after that, oh, the Seth Rollins promo. Response to Rey Mysterio. <sighs> so Rey Mysterio... Honest. Yeah. No, Ray called Rollins the son of a bitch. Uh, Rollins was all smiles. Like, I don't know, whatever. Yes, that's a great recap. It is whatever because nobody (laughs) cares about these two working each other. I don't. I don't care at all. I should. They're both very good in the ring, but I do not care about this storyline whatsoever. Yeah, I had so much of Raw tonight, and with this Ray Rollins stuff, it just feels redundant. Like I just feel like everything we've seen before, uh, and not much, not much new. You know, outside of the, I thought Orton had a great promo. Uh, outside of that, it just felt like stuff we've seen, you know, many times before. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. Uh... Pizzy calls five bucks. Raj, I can't believe Bobby was cheating on Lana at your country club. <laughs> That's true. Stooge Raj. Stooge Raj. I know. Did you see him uh, out on the course or in the I have Lashley sending me some nasty text messages. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> so did you see him out yeah. on the golf course or were you in, the, in the clubhouse? Oh, it was on the, it was on the driving range. Okay. Missing that clubhouse? Being able to that, our clubhouses are back open now. Well. You know what Raj he, likes to do, Matt, is he sits down yeah. uh, when he gets served at the clubhouse, he uh, whips out five $1 bills, and then he tells his server, this is your tip, as long as you don't, every time you mess up, I'm going to take a dollar bill away. And it just, one goes away, every mistake you make. Like Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you like having them from? dribble a basketball ten times. Oh, give it away, <laughs> that was such heat with me. I was so angry. Um... That Ted DiBiase promo and the other one when he's make when Virgil was massaging him, he's like the toes, Virgil, the toes. Right. Right. I was like, what an a hole! I remember, yeah. like, Dad, he's the worst. My he dad was, used to like cheer on all the villains. It used to drive me nuts. But Ted DiBiase used to get under my skin. Like I legit hated him. Hated him. Yeah, and think about I, that. How I, we fit into I, that character? Totally. I always wanted Virgil when Virgil turned babyface. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I know everyone makes jokes about Virgil nowadays, but back then I went bonkers because I've been dying for it to happen. I was dying yeah. for him to finally lose his bleep on him and finally get his comeuppance, you know, serve him his comeuppance. That was such great storytelling how they did that. Yeah. I wish but, we had. But back to the character, you know, with DiBiase, yeah. with Seth Rollins, you're not getting that with this Monday Night Messiah. You're God, not. No, no. You know. Now, to be fair, does any of this have to do. When we look back at DiBiase, Roddy Piper, Junkyard Dog, and any any yeah. of the cool characters, is it any of it have to do with the fact that we know it's a work? The cat's out of the bag. Do you think? I mean, if you know, if DiBiase was 
you know, tweeting all day and <laughs> uploading photos of his cat out and out or hurt it, you know? So I think there is part of that. I think the, the guys that aren't on main, you know, social media as much, uh, the Brock Lesnar's, the, um, you know, uh, uh, John Moxley, there's a little more uh, mystique to their characters because they're not as, as out there. Okay. Ray Wyatt. So in this segment, um, Alistair Black attacked out of nowhere, and then we had Austin Theory and Murphy versus Umberto Carrillo and Alistair Black. Um, kind of a short match with Umberto and Alistair picking up a win. And then uh, after the match, Ray's music started, but Seth Rollins came out with a mask on. Uh, that distracted Black and Carrillo, allowing Theory and Murphy to attack from behind. And Rollins joined for a triple team. Um, yeah. yeah. We said it last year. I mean, last week. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say last week we were saying how they did months and months of the same matches over and over with the AOP and, you know, against Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and, you know, Seth. And now they're doing it again. It's just, you know, with Seth, Seth and his crew, uh, you know, against Aleister Black and his crew. And it is just coming up with different variations of that same match over and over. Which is a shame because Aleister Black's been put in a pretty high-profile situation with his own group when you think about it. Um, yeah, I just think just, with his character. Like, he's not a lead. Yeah, he's not somebody who's just leading two other people. He's, he's supposed to be alone or by himself. Just hanging out mm-hmm. in the shadow, shadows in the street somewhere, ready to yeah. beat somebody's brains in with his kicks, you know? He's got right, great yeah. kicks. Like he's like Batman, who come, you know, comes when yes. needed. But Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so Brett asking uh, in the Super Chat, is Dominic Dijakovic joining Rollins next with his Twitter post of Rollins or coming up to go after Rollins? I don't think they put him with Rollins that quickly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, Seth Rollins has been saying he has someone else in mind uh, to join his his group, and it would give them someone with with some size. So. <laughs> the only problem is Dominic would have to slow way the heck down. His work, his athleticism, he would have to yeah. pull back from it because it doesn't work. Trust me, I've done it and failed um, to show your athletic over amount of athleticism while you're supposed to be the enforcer and the muscle of the group. It does not work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, play, it's like play, play the part of the big man because, you know, mm-hmm. yep. that'll only help you. Vince loves it. Terrible yep. Trey, 89, 999 Super Chat, saying, if you guys ever talked about letting fans on the podcast every now and then? If so, I'd love to do one with you guys, and good luck, Matt. Uh, hey, Trey, you slip Thanks, Raj a big Trey. enough check. You give Raj like $100. You know, <laughs> you're good, He'll man. make sure... Yeah, he'll make sure he'll make sure Mirage and Josh to come cut your grass and do your chin for you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool if they could uh, with these uh, with Streamyard if they could start allowing video as opposed to just chat. So you, we could take uh, live calls and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's probably a way to do it. Um, I don't know when we get this Patreon going, Matt. Like fan yes. fan uh, podcast, it's going to be where yes. when I get my OnlyFans up and running, my OnlyFans is going to be fire. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, anyhow, um, Keith, so, uh, Keith is asking yeah. Matt how he can help with your upcoming campaign. He's an Oso Oso Oh, a Koei. cool. A Koei. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Keith, just contact me on Twitter. Thank you very much. That's awesome, Keith. Thank you. Very close. It was close to me. Cool. Uh, I made a donation to your campaign there, Matt, last night after you were talking about it. Thank there. you. Thank and, you. Uh, what's uh, the info if somebody wants to text? I'm not able to load the banner right now that oh. I've got pre-made with that. But what is it, Matt? Just text message the word blueprint to 22525. Blueprint to 22525. It will send you a link. Just press the link. It's easy to go. I promise. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Uh, so Charlie was backstage with Randy Orton asking about the match with Edge at Backlash. Um, and this led to the Edge and Christian promo. So you like this promo, guys? And, and, and the, was, the next one. With Edge and Christian? I thought Edge's facials were great. Like he looked, okay. you know, believable. Um you know, uh, Christian getting that fire out. I thought, I thought Edge was great as far as he didn't really say much. He just, you know, he just looked intense and 
and I thought his facials were great. I thought Orton killed it in that promo when he they showed him backstage and he just went to town. I thought Orton was awesome there. He, Orton was awesome, and the Edge and Christian one was okay. Edge's later on promo was much better. But to be fair, so much of it gets watered down because we know what's coming up around the corner with this match. It's not going to be the world's greatest wrestling match. So it's like, what a ridiculous villain. They don't need it. They didn't need that to begin with. They should have just said Edge was Orton. Cool, we'd all be in. Yeah. No, it's a it's a dumb uh, it's a dumb tagline. They did. Uh, I mentioned uh, yesterday that they had taped backlash at the performance center. They are actually when yeah. I when I got that info, it was actually Edge versus Orton, and that was only that one match. So it actually wasn't the full pay per view. It was just Edge versus Orton. So that's pre taped, and apparently uh, apparently they they tried to make it like a really good match. It's not like uh, it's going to be a two second spear or anything. Hmm. I mean, that would be a hell of a troll job if it were. Yeah, it would. Yeah. You know, or Christian comes out, interferes, turns on edge, sets up a whole new thing. That one's not going to happen. I don't know. But this promo, this idea of, like, I'm going to diss you, my friend, because I want to make you the best you that you can. I want to bring that fire out. Raj, it's like we started this podcast. And I'm like, Raj, you know, wrestling's good, but let's face it, you're no Wade Keller. You're no Dave Meltzer. You know, you've been doing this for a long time, but you're not one of the greats. I mean, sure. Uh, okay. So, uh, first of all, why are you being a dick? <laughs> Second, uh, Wade Keller doesn't even report anymore. He's more of a podcaster. There's that fire I wanted to see, Raj. That's what I wanted to bring out. Contrarian <laughs> attitude. All right. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a shitty. <laughs> no, I know, I know, no, I think. No, it's cutting my promo back. Let me ask you the question really quick. If Christian came back and started wrestling somehow, mm-hmm. do you think that would help the show, like Edge versus Christian after the Orange Angle? I don't think Christian can because of his concussions. Ah, um, uh, okay. So, yeah, he's Because I, I started going there in my head a little bit tonight, and I love Jay to death. He was so cool to me. Always cool to me. Um, kind of always hoped how hard it must be watching Edge come back and know he can't come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be tough. Um, yeah. They, and also, by the way, Mick Foley's done this with Edge before. Yeah, it's a very generic right. promo. I mean, I just I don't get it. I, I don't think it it ever really works to get somebody fired up. I just find it odd. Um, but the intensity's good. I think I, Edge did it with Cena too one time. Remember after? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Same thing. Yeah. Nobody does that in real life. Nobody fires people up that way because it's that awkward. Oh my god! A really good boss will if you do it the right way. <laughs> if you do it the right way, like if you're motivate, like a motivational type of boss where your employees love you and you're not doing it to be a jerk. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I think a boss <laughs> actually. I think it would be like a weird Michael Scott move. A boss would try and do that to me, and I'd be like, "F you! I'm quitting. I'm <laughs> out of here." And they'd be like, "I was just trying to fire you up. I was just trying to get you going." Didn't the coach <laughs> totally in unnecessary that. roughness, in unnecessary roughness, didn't the coach also <laughs> do that? Deep g- drop. <laughs> what? Scott <laughs> Bakula, like we're yeah, Scott Bakula, where he's like, "Yeah, you guys might all suck, but you know, we're doing it for the coach. He's in the hospital, <laughs> you know." Wow. I thought they did in Major League, too. Anyway. Um, they did. They did. They, they did it to the owner, remember? Yeah. yeah. She came into, like, their the, the locker room, and they, like, got all angry at her, and, they, like, they wanted to stick it to her because she was making their conditions terrible to play in. Well, that's different, though. That teamwork move, I mean, that's like uh, uh, the coach and Miracle, kind of the together. same thing. Like, yeah, I want to get you all together to hate me. I think it's a little different. Rather than I'm trying to motivate you, I think it's just giving people a common enemy. <laughs> yeah. Straight yeah. arrow, Gennaro. That's right, Bernie DC. Uh, Unnecessary roughness fans in here. James. <laughs> uh, Alfonso Harrell, $5 super chat. Oops, sorry. Uh, don't always agree with you guys, but starting to like the podcast. First time I ever bought something that was being sponsored. Thank you so much, Alfonso. Thank you, Alfonso. Wow, Alfonso. Uh, that's awesome. And what's the deal with saying you... Wait, wait. Hold on. How's that well, kind of compliment in there? <laughs> I don't agree with you guys. Your podcast is starting to get starting to like the podcast. (laughs) And Raj is like, "Hey, he paid five dollars. That's good enough for me." 
<laughs> thank you, Alfonso. Yeah, no, seriously, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Uh, that yeah. absolutely helps with this podcast. We hear from our sponsors all the time, from Blue Chew, from Manscaped, just how incredible you guys are. Uh, even uh, SeatGeek, back when live events were a thing, SeatGeek would uh, know that they were getting a lot of love from this podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, anyhow, uh, so could be the greatest wrestling match ever. No, could be. I mean, it probably it'll, won't be. It'll be great. It'll be good or great. Fine. The greatest, but, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, number one. I just, I feel like WWE was setting expectations, you know? Yeah, we're to where it's impossible for them to meet it. To where it's an automatic failure, even if they have a great match. Yeah. You know, by saying it's the greatest, you put, you know... Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and those kind of matches up there, Rock versus Hogan, which is great in a different way. Um, Molina versus Alicia Fox. Molina versus Alicia Fox. (laughs) Okada, Omega for New Japan fans. That was awesome. That was awesome. That's definitely Mm -hmm. my, like, top four, for sure. Top five. Oh, wow. I went and saw Unnecessary Roughness on like a first date back when I was 15 years old. I, I think I saw that movie like five times in the Dollar Theater because. Uh, wow. Yeah. Do, do you guys remember First in Ten on HBO? Did you like that? First in Ten Going for Broke? First in Ten Do It Again? Yeah. yeah I like how yeah. the seasons had subtitles. Yeah. I never saw that. First in oh, Ten, not on that. HBO Max. Not on HBO Max. It's got like uh, Tanner 88 and a bunch of the other old school stuff, but no First in Ten, no Dream On. None of the series that no, made HBO Dream great. On, I love Dream On. Dream On. Yeah. Dream On was where it was at for basic cable new or for uh, pay cable nudity. Yeah. Dream On was where it was at back growing up. Uh, anyhow, what uh, what happened next? The that was the Edge. Oh, r truth, right? Well, Edge Edge got fired up. Yeah. Then our truth backstage. Kind of promo got into it with MVP. Lashley came out, did the full Nelson to take Truth down. Uh, oh, the high point of the show, Matt. I know you're excited for this. I know this is this is a high point of your week. The anything you can do, we can do better challenge between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders tonight in a decathlon. Ugh. What are we doing here? Seriously. Street Profits are so good. And, okay, it does give them the... Okay, to be fair, it gives them an opportunity to talk more and be put in these crazy predicaments, which they're really good at when it comes to spur-of-the-moment promos and reactive promos. They're hilarious. Um, I just think they're better. That they don't. I don't like them being anywhere near the Viking Warriors at all. They shouldn't be in the same arena with the Viking Warriors. That is the definition of getting not some on you, all of it on you. But do you think the Viking Raiders, do you think they're more likable? Has your opinion changed on them since uh, since these vignettes started? No. <laughs> There's nothing about them that are redeemed. There's no redeeming qualities in them for me. None. Zero. Zilch. They are trying to make Ivar the Otis of Monday Night Raw. They keep right. making this thing where he's cute. Yes. Everyone's talking about how, how cute he is. Yeah, yeah. Nice. he has the what do you say the je ne sais quoi? What's that French term? Je ne sais quoi. Yes. Je ne sais quoi. I mean, look, are, these guys are wrestling Sunday, right? Like no. we're done with this. No, no they, they didn't announce playing, that, right? They might be playing Tilly Winks. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's starting to look like they're becoming friends, and and it's not like getting to a match because their street profits are like in their corner more or less. Uh, for whatever reason tonight. This makes no sense at all. They, they yeah. could have a decent tag team division. Like, yeah. Street Profits should be taken serious. Like, their promos do whatever they want because their promos are always great. But once that bell rings, those two are a good tag team. And I wish they would, like, they have the tag team to make the division decent. They just choose not to. I don't understand it. Yeah. Makes no sense, man. Um... Tiddlywinks. Did anyone ever actually play that growing up? I feel like always oh, referenced. Be 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Tiddly Winks? Is that pick? That's not pick up sticks, is it? No. No. In fact, what are the rules yeah. to Tiddly Winks? It's like jacks, right? See, that's what I thought. Okay, so they're plastic counters that are flicked into a central like receptacle, uh, and you press on the edge of the. Oh, so so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like quarters. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to like flick them into uh, a like a cup. That's fun. Okay. I get that was fun before we had the internet and Nintendo. That was fun. <laughs> like an abacus might have been fun back in the day, but. When I was seven years old, I had a wooden paddle with a rubber ball with, like, a string attaching the ball to the paddle, yeah. and I would do that for, yeah, like, yeah. an hour, two hours at a time. And then wow. I got a computer, and then it all changed. I did, We did, too. Commodore 64. Yes, I had the Commodore 128, and uh, where it was at for uh, quite a long time. Those terrible, terrible games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Dude, played Flight simulation was the bleep. Remember? <laughs> yes. I can never figure those games out, like Flight Simulator. Uh, that game was you, awesome when we were kids. You know, if you have Flight, Simula- Flight Simulator now on your computer, you can actually use that to get hours towards a pilot's license? That's crazy. Yeah, the same seem, Microsoft Flight Simulator is actually used. I guess it's uh, considered the standard, right? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, anyhow, before uh, we talk about just uh, Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson on the Commodore 64 for the rest of this podcast, uh, we should get into what happened next, which was the triple threat for the number one contendership for the United States title, Kevin Owens versus Andrade versus Angel Garza. Pretty long match that ended with Andrade winning. I mean, I liked it. Um, I, I thought the stuff with Andrade and Angel Garza was really good. I just, why are you beating Angel Garza when he's been on a roll? You just had him pin Kevin Owens a couple of weeks ago. Why beat him? You know, why have him take the pin? Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, I get maybe wanting Andrade against Apollo Cruz so he could lose to Cruz. Uh, yeah, and you don't want to beat Angel, you know, one on one, but I don't think he should have been taking the, the pinfall. I think he could have added a fourth person so you don't have to beat Owens either uh, yeah. since he did just lose and. He's been a kind of on kind of a cold streak. Then the cold list. We should start doing that each week, though. The cold list. Cold list. And the cold list. Yeah. Like my Beckett baseball card magazine used to have every month. Top ten hot list. Top ten cold list. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be on the top <laughs> ten cold list right now. Yes, he would. Who's actually hot on Raw? I mean, Drew. I, yeah, kinda. I would have said Charlotte before last night's loss. Really? Before last night's loss. Hmm. Cruz is hot-ish. I mean, he's they're, they're giving him something. No, it's just, no, it's funny. I just realized if we base it off of wins, nobody would be on that list because they are 50-50 bookers. Yeah, except for Drew. Drew, they've, they've been building him strong. Yeah. He hasn't been beaten, in, I don't think, this year. So Drew's 1 through 10 on our list. <laughs> This isn't going well. (laughs) (laughs) We had the VIP lounge with MVP. Uh, Bobby Lashley came out. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out. These guys got into it, and this led to MVP and Bobby Lashley versus the Viking Raiders, who are now aligned with Drew. Uh, Keep keep them away from Drew. (laughs) Please, what are you doing? No, he does not need this, please. Oh, man, he's giving the Viking Warriors a rub. I don't want them to get a rub. I want them to get a rub and an Uber out of there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even the Street Profits uh, being in in this segment, I think the Street Profits, even for all the terrible stuff, see, I think, okay, so Bobby, I think, is a fantastic competitor. I think... Lana has set him so far back. I feel like with MVP, MVP, even though, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even into him being paired with MVP. He's better than Lana. Actually, Bobby and the Street Profits uh, being his hype men would, I think, do more for him. I do. Okay, I'll take that. I swear to God I would take that. I like MVP in this role. Here's why. 
because he could put out a show whenever they need it. He could do okay. his, you know what I mean? Which is very useful. It could set up matches. It could further angles. You don't have to have matches every week with your with Bobby. And mm-hmm. he can still do things that help get his character over a little yeah. better. Do you think now, and I think we talked about this before, but um, I feel like with the way they're treating Drew, I think it's really up in the air who could win at Backlash. Because with Drew, he doesn't feel yeah. like this dominant, super cool champion anymore. Even this talk less, clay more thing, it's like a little too corny for uh, the character that won that title. I mean, but Raj is right. They've been booking him strong. They have. Um, out of everybody, but I, I do think that it could change hands. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying I wouldn't be totally shocked. Yeah, and I, I, Drew just there's something with him trying to do the the comedy, like the humor, trying to be cutesy. It's um, not his fault. They shouldn't have put them with him. Mm-hmm. But even him, him, even in his lines uh, where he's you know joking around, I don't know. It just I just feel like it kind of falls flat. Well, here's what happens. I'll tell you. I've been in this situation. You're in a promo with somebody who's very witty, very funny, and they're supposed to be the heel. Mm-hmm. So as a face, you're put in a tough spot because you've got to outwit them and say something smart alecky back. And oftentimes it falls flat. You know what I mean? If it's not that natural. And that's right. where you got to talk to your heel and say, hey, look, tone it down a little. We need you to be a jerk. Don't be mm-hmm. funny guy for like the first five minutes. And then be a jerk in the last sentence you say. I need you to be a jerk the entire time. Or we're not doing business. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how the match goes. I think it'll be good once these guys get to really have a match at Backlash. But MVP and Bobby Lashley won that match. Yeah, I was saying, you know, if you if you have Lashley win the title... And then you have Brock come back. And just that stare down, Lashley and Brock. You have Lashley beat Brock at SummerSlam. That's, that's wow. like, that feels like a big match. These matches they're doing right now yes. don't feel that big. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. That actually made me excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be Brock chasing Lashley. Lashley comes out on top. And then you go back to Drew when you got fans back. And, and you can get him you know, in front of the crowd. Dude. Listen, you would have the new Brock for the next five yeah. years at least if they do it right. And they don't have to pay Brock Lesnar all that money in the world anymore. Look, Bobby, come on. Say mm. what you will. Bobby is better in, in uh, uh, mainstream marketing situations when he gets put on other shows and he gets mm. to be himself. Brock's funny because he's a complete Neanderthal in those types mm-hmm. of interviews, right? <laughs> so there's that pop for it. But I'm telling you, I think Bobby would make a great champion that company. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Anthony Obasti with a $10 super chat. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, saying someone from a Facebook group I'm in regarding the makeshift team of Lashley and MVP beating the Viking Raiders. And that's another reason why the Revival left. Tag teams are jabronis. Um, there is something to that. There's true. I mean, there that's is. why. Ta- tag team wrestlers should always beat. Two good singles wrestlers. They should. He's right. Or they should be protected, like Demolition, where you don't see them losing, you know, randomly to makeshift tag teams. Um, and they, they were over. They would headline, you know, the the C shows. Um, but the tag teams aren't treated as anything special. In this case, this was the right decision. Brock, I mean, uh, Lashley should have won that match. He's wrestling for the title this Sunday. Sure. Um, but they could have booked them against someone else. Absolutely. Well, but the Street Profits are the raw have a tag team match. Yeah, and the yeah. Street Profits are the raw tag team champions, and they're doing these bowling segments. Uh, you know, playing flip cup. I mean, and no. being the seconds to those two jabronis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is ridiculous. I'm sorry, do you not see what I'm trying to tell you guys? The Viking Warriors got some all over your heavyweight champion, all over your tag team champions. Uh. Bobby and MVP. Yeah. And me for watching. You know what I love? Is that the team's name is actually the Viking Raiders, but Matt calls them the Viking Warriors every time. Can't even be bothered to learn their proper name. <laughs> yeah. much I just had to Google yeah. it because I'm like, wait, is it the Viking Warriors? No, it's Viking Raiders. Oh my God, guys. Do you not see my point? <laughs> yes, I screw up everybody's name. I get it. But n- not more than them. Not more than them. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, man. Tag teams. Uh, Ken, Kentucky Fried noting that tag teams were hot in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a time when you could yeah. headline. I, I could argue AEW could probably headline a pay per view with the Young Bucks versus uh, the Revival yes. if they book it at, smart. At, yes. Oh my God! Tomorrow. Yeah. I think the longer they wait, the more it might get diluted. Uh, Alonzo Smith has an interesting point that the NXT Performance Center superstars in the audience are exhausted, have no energy. They don't really cheer, chant, or boo like they should with enthusiasm. Um, I thought some of it sounded so forced tonight. Was it SmackDown we just thought they did a good job, though? Or was it NXT the other night? I thought it was SmackDown. I thought it was SmackDown. But tonight, like, the You Still Got It stuff like that's really forced yeah yeah i mean they they have these long days of taping so i mean it's not easy and they have kevin dunn yelling uh you know at them on the pa system so it's i mean it's not hard either but it's you know standing all day uh yeah i mean it's hard to stay enthusiastic for 12 hours or whatever yeah uh and then the main event tonight oscar versus charlotte flair It's a good match. They, I mean, they they went about a half an hour, right? Yeah, Bailey and Sasha on commentary. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a it's what you would expect with Charlotte and Oscar. You're going to get a good match, but again, uh, you know, this late in the show, it's 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 tough. I was I was just kind of waiting for it to end, end by the end. There were no stakes. It, you know, um, I knew that. Uh, Charlotte was either going to win or was going to be a, a no decision. Oh, we knew Nia was coming out. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. very predictable. Uh, the Iconics came out, got into it with Bailey and Sasha during Aunt Leon's Dunkin' two dollars super chat, saying uh, Sasha's stylist is the real MVP each and every week. Uh, but yeah, man, this this blueprint thing, Matt. I'm just still every time I feel like they're just poking poking the bear with this. Um. <laughs> Look, I'm glad they have the titles, though. I think the match with the Iconics and Alexa and Nikki will be great at uh, Backlash. Um, with this, with Charlotte and Asuka, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Charlotte getting the win here didn't really mean anything the way they did it with Nia to give it the uh, the technical reason for the loss. Yeah, I mean, it, I think they, they felt it protects her. Um, it's, you know, pretty standard formulaic booking and then Nia later laid Asuka out after the match so yeah and that was the go look, it made her look like a monster heading off their show at least oh yep this was tough compared to last night last go back 24 hours ago think about the energy that we had on this podcast yes. talking about takeover yeah, yes. last night you know, I think Full Sail also looks a lot better than the Performance Center. The Performance Center is so sterile that I think... I don't see why they don't just do all their TV at Full Sail for now until they can go back in front of fans. Anyway. Yep. Uh, anyway, indeed. Uh, what else happened in the world of wrestling today, Rush? Have you guys seen the uh, little Twitter feud between Randy Orton and Tommaso Ciampa? What is it now? So, Randy Orton kind of ripped NXT. Uh, here, let me bring it up. Uh, he he, uh, he he was saying... Here, let me read this. I'll just read the full tweet. He said, uh, Heard NXT TakeOver in your house was great. Slapping my leg for you guys. Sincerely, hashtag leg slap. Kind of making fun of all the, the leg slaps that they were doing with the, the super kicks. Uh, and Ciampa responded, my daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches. Better than NyQuil. Wow. Sincerely, hashtag an entire locker room who busted their asses. And then Orton replied, looks like I hurt the feelings of the self-appointed locker room leader of a wrestling school. Let me know what time leg slap... <laughs> Let me know what time leg slap class starts so I can take my game to the next level. So, uh, Orton is just a savage on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's tremendous. That is tremendous. Uh, <laughs> any rebuttal? Uh no, that was kind of where it was that's where it was left. Uh I'm sure you wouldn't want Orton's probably not one of the guys you'd probably want on your bad side in general. Um 
No, he's gotten people fired. Hello. Yeah. I mean, Kofi Kingston lost his push uh, way back in the day. So. Uh, a couple super chats. Fired. Yeah. A couple super chats. Fun time with games. Buck 99. Charlotte beats Asuka all the time. Uh, what else do we got? But that does create that story. So if they do Charlotte versus Asuka at SummerSlam, you have that. Like that she's never been able to beat her. So Leon's Duncan $5. For the booking to work, they ha- better have Asuka tap out Charlotte at SummerSlam. I'm a huge Charlotte fan, but I hated that finish. This better be the payoff. Um, okay. And Steve Marcuccielli, Buck 99 Charlotte versus Tessa could headline WrestleMania someday. Um, Hold on one second. Um, I think it could. I do think it could. Uh, Eddie Omang, Buck 99, what do you think of mixed gender tag team titles? I mean, we had the mixed match challenge, I think. I, uh, honestly, I'm starting to feel different about it than I did, than what I used to feel when I was on Facebook, because they were doing a lot of the Gaga stuff that wasn't being taken seriously. I mean, they had Braun Strowman, like, doing silly, stupid stuff. Um, but I do think they have enough to be able to do this, to take yeah. it seriously. Uh, we had a, one of our exclusives at Wrestling Today, Charlotte Flair. That actually was it for her in NXT. She's actually gone. She's uh, Oh, wow. For the time being. So she didn't lose. She didn't get pinned. She lost the title without getting beat. And uh, yeah, it's done for the time being in NXT. Huh. Uh, Elias is legitimately injured. Um, oh, wow. He's out of action with a torn pectoral muscle. So yeah, so Elias is going to be out. So I'm guessing that uh, Matt, how long does that usually take? A, a torn pe- a torn peck? Oh boy, it should be. Good Lord. It's supposed to be about, I want to say, at least six months, eight months. I came back from mine much faster than expected. Um, about a month and a half, two months for me. Yeah. Uh, Depends, if you have surgery. Was... Depends if you have surgery on it or not. Okay. I think he... Yeah, it's, it's just saying he's on the shelf, so I don't know if he's just recovering or if he's going to have surgery. But uh, So... He's out. Um, let's see here. So news-wise, that was a. Uh, oh, what about the about Tamina it? thing that happened today? I uh, did you see it? I did see it. Um, go ahead. I, I I didn't get a chance to watch it. So Tamina posted what looks like a new gimmick, a new profile photo. It's like her in a mental hospital. I mean, the the opening shot was like of a mental hospital. It was her in a straight jacket and. Um, she was just sort of rambling co- incoherently, like nobody's nicer than Tamina. There were like creepy whispers, like video glitches on it. Um, and then it was deleted. Now, this could have been that she was maybe trying to launch a new gimmick herself. Some people were dragging her on Twitter saying it was a bit of a knock at people with mental health issues. Um, like I saw a wide variety of responses, but it was gone fairly, fairly uh, fast after it got tweeted out. And there's been no follow-up since that I've seen. Yeah, so I, I have no idea what that's about. Um, it was okay. And... I mean, like, I thought the video she did on her own before her match with Bailey about, like, her seeing a therapist, about her attitude, and doing, like, the Sunshine and Rainbows one, I thought those were just better. This felt a little, um, I don't know. I just, like, this gimmick has been done before. Yeah. Um, people asking about talk about new japan we talked about that earlier in the show but yes they are they are back and so the first couple shows so i got a couple more details here the first couple shows will be without fans and then starting in july um let's see here so uh, there'll there'll be shows june 15th the 17th 22nd to the 24th and july 1st to the 3rd with no fans in attendance and streamed on new japan world uh, and now the previously canceled New Japan Cup will be taken from June 16th to July 3rd. And then the events we mentioned earlier in, in Osaka uh, will have fans. Huh. Huh. Anything else? I think that's it. Any other super chats or anything? Um, I think, I think, I think we're good. Uh, someone's asking who we think is a hacker on SmackDown. It's Ali, right? Is it too obvious now that it's him? 
I don't know. It's Matt's favorite gimmick in all of professional wrestling. So I think the payoff. Who is the hacker? The, the hacker. <laughs> the hacker. So, Matt loves the hacker. We're butchering his name wrong. <laughs> and so Matt, you had asked earlier about how many fans in attendance they're going to be at one third capacity for the Dominion for the Osaka shows. Right. Hmm. Say it again. They're going to have a third of the uh, capacity uh, with the fans at the shows okay. in July. And, and, and I don't know if you, oh, you said Osaka. Yeah. Okay. That's not Corrigan Hall. As I say, Corrigan Hall is small to begin with. Yeah. But who cares? Hey, at, least they're, at least they're back. Yeah. You know, here's why we need live events and get-togethers again, Raj, because the people in the, the chat love when you play the Blinding Lights, and we need to get there, get there in person. You to have a couple drinks to go in karaoke and sing Blinding yeah. Lights. So we have video of that to share with the wrestling and audience. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I can't play Blinding Lights tonight, guys. That's that's part of my the drinking gimmick. <laughs> the drinking gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I think that's enough for tonight. We're going to be back here Wednesday. Me, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar. Yes, because it's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, so until then, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. Uh, text, Matt, where do they text? Where do they send Blueprint to to donate to your Blue campaign? Yes, please text the word blueprint to two two five two five, please. There you have it. We'll catch you back here Wednesday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>